Let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, we thank you that you have revealed yourself to us in creation. We thank you for its splendour and its beauty. But above all today, our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that you have revealed your love, your plan, your purpose for our salvation in your Son, Jesus Christ, and continue revealing yourself to us in your written word. So speak to us, Father, through your word today, for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Okay, I want to think about I'm not going to ask, this, put that, ask you to put your hands up now, because I wouldn't like any red faces or an embarrassment. So I was going to ask the question, but has anyone ever been to court? That's how I'll hide now, okay? Good, I'm glad to see there's no hands up or there's no sort of guilty feelings about there. I should say the question more importantly. Does anybody know what you have to say when you go to court and you have to stand up and give evidence as a witness? Anybody like to guess what the words are? Go ahead, Rodney. And also, I swear by Almighty God that the evidence I shall give shall be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. You're making a promise to tell the truth when you're a witness in court and as giving evidence, okay? So you're promising. That's the first place we come across a promise. Now, I'm heavily rich. I happen to have a £10 note here. Does anybody ever look at the £10 note and read what words it says on it? It says, uh, Ulster Bank Limited, promise to pay the bearer on demand. So I have to give someone, when they charge me in the shop or wherever it is, the appropriate amount of money. So I hand across a £10 note for something to charge £10. I promise. So you, you have to keep a promise. If you're charged £10 or something, you have to pay the £10 for it. That's another place that we come across a promise. But there are in fact lots of places that we make promises. Yeah, we make promises every day. Uh, boys and girls say, I promise to be good. I won't be bad. Or you might say to them, uh, if you're good, I'll do such and such a thing for you. I'll give you a reward if you're going to be good when we're going out visiting, for example. That may be another place. We all make promises. You know, in our church life, there's lots of places that we make promises as well. When, if ever, it comes to the service of baptism, for example, there's promises made by parents and by godparents with regard to their children. Here's what it says. Parents and godparents, will you accept the responsibilities placed upon you in bringing, naming the child for baptism and answer on their behalf by your prayers? Example, by our teaching and love, we encourage them in the life and faith of the Christian community. And the parents and godparents say, with God's help, we will. And they say, in baptism, this child begins their journey in faith. You speak for them today. Will you care for them? Help them to take their place in the life and worship of Christ's church with the help of God. We will. So there's one other place to make promises. For example, uh, when it comes to the marriage service in church, the man and woman stand at the front of the church and they make promises. It says, The vows you are about to take are to be made in the name of God, who is judge of all, who knows the secrets of all our hearts. If either knows any reason why you not lawfully marry, you must declare it now. And then, appropriately, the husband and wife says, Will you, mention the husband's name, take the wife's name 
to love her, comfort, honour and care for her, forsaking others, be faithful to her as long as you both shall live. Both the husband and wife uh, give the answers, I will. So the promise to be faithful until death parts them uh, all throughout their life uh, to each other. So that's a, another promise. Sometimes, not sometimes, but very often, whenever it comes to the service of confirmation, the candidates stand up at the front of the church and they also make promises to uh, be faithful and keep the promises that you that they make as well. Promise to be faithful to God and to uh, the, taking on the promises that they had made originally by their parents at baptism. Promises about to be worshiping God, having a life of reading God's word of prayer, and promises to serve God and to live the, out the Christian faith. So that's another place we come across promises. Another place, not many of you uh, have to experience it or make those promises. But 33 years ago, I made promises when I was ordained. And some of the promises are, in your ministry, will you expound the scriptures and teach that doctrine? Uh, will you be diligent in prayer and reading Holy Scripture and all the studies that deepen your faith and fit you to uphold the truth of the gospel? Will you then, the strength of the Holy Spirit, continually stir up the gift of God that's in you to make Christ known to all people? Those of us ordained said, by the help of God, I will. So there are some important promises that are in church life. Now I want to read these other words to you. And I want you to think for a moment who said these very important words. I declare to you before all, before you all, that my whole life, whether it be long or short, be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. I shall not have strength to carry out this resolve alone unless you join in it with me. As I now invite you to do, I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow, and God bless all of you who are willing to share in it. Who? Her Majesty the Queen. On her 21st birthday, that's what she said. <clears throat> and you can guess that since 1952, she has been the beacon, an example of living out the Christian faith in her own quiet manner, steadfast in it. But she's kept that promise all down those, what, 65 years or whatever it is now that she made those promises. So you see, promises are very important. Sometimes we break promises and we don't keep those promises. It's called sin. Now, breaking sin, breaking promises can be we can sin in thought, what we say and what we do. We break God's law. I want you all to try that now. Breaking promises we, by our thoughts, by our words, by our deeds, we break God's law. There you are. It's a very simple way to remember what we can break God's promises. Yes, life can be full of broken promises, can't it be? In many areas of life, people make promises to each other and they let each other down. They break the don't keep the promises. And it's the same with God and God's people as well. They break promises. They don't keep what God asks them to do. 
That was the case in the days of Noah. The people, it says, did what was right in their own eyes. They didn't keep God's word. They didn't keep obedience and love to God. They let God down. They did what we, what we said a few moments ago. Thought, word, deed. They broke God's law, God's commandments to them. And God was very angry with them, we know. So angry that he decided he would destroy all creation. Every living creature, every human being on earth would be destroyed. Everything living, except the creation itself. Except for Noah, his wife, three sons, three daughters. They had loved God and remained faithful to him. God told Noah to build the ark. Noah obeyed, he built the ark. And then we know what happened. He brought all the animals two by two into the ark. And then we know how all a long period of time that great flood came on the earth. But we took up a reading this morning. The flood had ended. The waters had receded again. And now it was time for Noah to let all the animals out of the ark again. By the first day of the first month, Noah's 601st year, the water dried up from the earth. Noah removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. So it was all gone. He brings them out, animals and everything. But then he offers God a sacrifice, an offering of thanksgiving God for rescue and for the possibility of restoration, a fresh start again. And God says he will never again destroy the earth. He says, although people's hearts were inclined towards evil from childhood, he says, never again will I destroy all living creatures. Then he makes that great promise. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and night, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. God made a great promise. It's a promise which is still with us today. Yes, we complain about the weather. It's terrible, isn't it? It's so wet, so cold. It's a great topic of conversation. The conversation opener, and maybe the conversation closer as well. Maybe when the weather's bad, the farming community, in fact, all of us will say, it's a terrible weather. Be good weather there, and then a few days of rain. Everybody's, oh, isn't it terrible? How will the crops ever be got in? Maybe in the springtime when the, the planting and the sowing is done, and the weather's bad. Maybe it's hard to get the cattle out into the fields again. We'd say, when's it ever going to be good? And we have a dark, downcast, uh, despairing attitude towards the things. But I always say, remember the promise still stands. And the promise does still stand, doesn't it? We're here to thank God for today. The world around us shows it. Yes, there was rain for a few days. The weather changed. There's been a lot of work done again on the land. Uh, bringing in the crops, the grain crops, potato crops, the vegetables, all the things that happen. You see, yes, we might think the seeds are a bit mixed up, and there's nothing not the way we were when we were children, are they? We'd say that, that's very often a conversation topic, isn't it? Maybe they're not. It's hard to know, we can't always remember clearly. But God still keeps the promise. We still have seed time, we still have harvest, we still have coal, we still have heat, we still have summer, we still have winter, we still have day, we still have night. So God has promised they will never cease, he says. Well, that's what he ends up by saying. But he begins by saying, as long as the earth endures, 
Does not not sell us something. Is this earth, this world which is so full of sin, so broken? Yes, we are not looking after a world the way we should have looked after it. As God asked mankind to do. We haven't been good stewards. Mankind is in a sense destroying his own world. Yes, there's global warming and all those sort of things happening. So it says, as long as the earth endures. So it means God's going to take away this world with all its brokenness, sin, evil, corruption, suffering. And he's going to bring a new heaven and a new earth, he says. A new heaven and a new earth. He's not going to be like the politicians and promise something better. But they all tell us, it's going to be a better day. It's going to improve. Yes, we're all hoping this coronavirus will be defeated and go away and it'll be a better day. We pray for that and we hope for that. At the moment we're dealing with a deadly enemy, an invisible enemy. We're dealing with issues of life and death. But we need to go back and think, as long as the earth endures, yes, the seasons will come and seasons will go, we'll sow and we'll plant and we'll harvest. So all will happen, the cycle of life will go on. But God says it's going to end one day. A new heaven and a new earth. So therefore, it tells us that we need to be ready for when this world will end. And God will usher in his new heaven and his new earth. When God will send Christ back again as King of kings and Lord of lords, we need to be ready. We need to be trusting in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. Because you see, God made that promise. But he also made a promise that he would send Jesus Christ into the world in his first coming to save the world, to die on the cross for our sins and for our salvation. He made the promise that if we confess our sins and say we're sorry for them, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from them all. He made that promise. He promises those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the greatest promise Jesus Christ made in the gospel. That you and I, perishing from sin, can be forgiven, can have a new life. We can have eternal life. We will never perish, never spoil or fade away. God will give us, in the person of Jesus Christ, living our lives, eternal life. In all its fullness, it begins now. And it will be all its fullness one day. Just as you plant the seed in the ground and eventually it sprouts up and you have a plant, you have whatever the seed is that you planted. You have a product, of it, you have a fruit. So the seed of eternal life is where it's planted in our lives when we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. And then one day it will sprout in all its fullness, bright and vibrant, a new, abundant and eternal life when Christ calls us to himself or Christ returns again. So yes, today we are rejoicing, rejoicing and thanking God for the harvest, the material harvest, that God has kept this promise that as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. That's God's promise. God stands true and firm in all his promises. It's called God's faithfulness. Even though we are unfaithful and had God down, God remains faithful in keeping his promises, despite us, our waywardness, our sin, our rebellion. So today, let's thank God for his faithfulness, for his love, for his mercy, that he keeps his promises. And let the promises of his word 
be rooted in our lives above all the greatest promise of the salvation we find in Jesus Christ so that we are ready that when the earth no longer endures, when it will cease, we will be ready. We will be ready to meet Christ, greet him, should he call us or should he return again. Let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, we thank you that you are the eternal God, that you are the God who keeps your promises. You never let us down. You are always faithful to them each and every day. Great promise that you have made in your word, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. We thank you, Father, that you have all the other promises you've given us in your word. You never leave us nor forsake us. You've given the promise you would send Jesus Christ. You've sent him. You've promised that when we turn to him, you will forgive our sins and give us eternal life, and that one day we will go to live with him. You've promised that he shall return again one day. Help us, Father, to be ready for your call in Christ or the return of Christ. And remember that you are the faithful God and help us be loving, faithful and obedient to you as you are towards us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing our next hymn now, number 96, Jesus is Lord, creation's voice proclaims it.